Three shots, four part, I just do two. One pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo. New driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin. Yeah, Brandon Matthew, Brandon Matthew putters. Um, these things are gorgeous, man. So appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate you hopping on the IG live. We just uh, hopped on there and now we've been talking for like a half an hour. So we figured might yeah. as well turn on the, uh, turn on the recording and chat with you a little bit. Bryce, how are you doing? Uh, good. Just watched the amazing tournament kind of was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And we touched on that in the, uh, live. Um, but yeah, the whole excited, to talk, yeah. excited to talk about these putters, man. They look awesome. The whole time, like the whole rain delay and everything, it was... Um, I mean, okay, maybe like the last 10 holes on yeah. Monday, but... It was... You know, uh, I, I watched a lot of the tournament, too much of it, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, did you catch much of it, Brandon? Yeah, I uh, I played yesterday at tournament, so I didn't see anything yesterday. By the time, you know, with the time change, by the time I got home, I just, I had to take a nap. It was a, It was like an hour and a half drive. Uh, but I didn't catch anything yesterday, but when I, when I tuned in today, it was so funny. Cause I didn't even know I'm like, is today the final round or like what's, <laughs> what's happening right now. Yeah. And I, and I saw like the top, you know, top 10 and I was like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll watch it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like all these dudes started coming up. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm like, Oh, this is getting good. So I threw it on the shop TV. So I was like grinding and just over my shoulder the whole time trying to pay attention. And then, then I just had to sit down and watch it. I was I was like rooting for three guys to win. It was, it was, it was very interesting, you know? It was cool. And like, I love when somebody like that, like Lahiri comes out of nowhere. Like yeah. I, I really like that kind of stuff. Like they were giving him a, I was saying this to Bryce, they were kind of giving him a bit, a bit of a hard time, but like, he's been in the top 40 before in the world and like, he's yeah. got some game and like they, they were saying, you know, I think he's in the three hundreds or something right now. Like yeah. what I would, I think what I would give it. to be three something yeah. in the world right. and <laughs> in the golf world. Right. Like that'd be amazing. Yeah. He's my sleeper DraftKings guy. You know, really? some, sometimes you'll find him and he's like 6400 yep. bucks, right? And you're like, yeah. this, this dude's way better than that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, he's, uh, he, he was good. It's, there's some pedigree I, there. I love the underdog story, man. I always root for the guy who's like, he like Monday qualified or he's a sponsor's exemption. Yeah. I, I always root for those guys. You know, Cam Smith is hard to root against. I like him a lot. He's awesome, man. Especially but, with his family coming in from Australia, seeing yeah. them for the first time in two years. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah that was really I cool. Was, I was really pulling for Keegan, and then I saw him hit that one into the water on 18, and I was like, done. I can't believe Cam Smith did the exact same thing. Right? The, the punch out. Literally I know. I was messaging I was messaging Bryce on 18, the punch out. I just like... <laughs> But it made it intense. That was really cool. Yeah, I, I, you know, we like that as golf fans. We want to see that, right? Because he was kind of starting yeah. to run away with it a little bit. But Lahiri yeah. made like a nice birdie on 17. But uh, yeah, yeah player championship, biggest uh, purse ever, $3.6 million. It's, it's funny how you you don't want to watch when it's like a, a, a runaway like that. You're like, ah, he's yeah. got a six-shot lead. It's not exciting anymore. But, man, it was like 10 under, 9 under, 10 yeah. under, 9 under, 11 under, 10 under. And it was just, these guys were, they were battling out there. It was, it was fun to watch. How about DJ firing a 63, tying the course record out yeah, of right. nowhere? Yeah. Yeah. Chipping <laughs> they, in I on. Think he was on TV twice the whole time yeah. today. And yeah. I saw him on 17. At the end, and he's like, they're like, yeah, he tied the course record 63. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> on his, uh, yeah, you, never, you never know it, right? Yeah. Chipped in for Eagle on the final hole too. Um, yeah. from like 30 or 40 out for 29 yeah. on the uh, front. He played it reverse. So yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, funny. Brandon Matthew, maybe you can give us an introduction now that we're, uh, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes in here for anybody who's still with us here. Um, just uh, tell us about yourself, kind of what you do and, and maybe how we got connected. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those stories of just like, I never meant to really uh, become Brandon Matthew putters, to be honest. I was, I was doing like what we were talking about earlier. I was doing like refinishing and stuff like that. And, and really only because I'm left-handed and um, yes. you just, you know, you know how you it do. is. It, yeah. <laughs> you just can't find lefty gear and it, your whole life. It's you're frustrated. Oh, Hey, I want the, I want the, uh, the big Bertha with the weight on the bottom or the 440 head. Oh, they don't make that one in left-handed. And then, it, and then it moved into like putter. So I'm like getting Scotty Cameron's. I'm like, yo, I really like a Newport model, you know, the rounded bumpers with a flow neck. And they're like, they don't make that in lefty. They make a Newport two in lefty and maybe a Del Mar. Like, you know, it's like they didn't make anything. And out of the 20 something they make now, they have like three lefty models. And it's just, it was so frustrating to me. I started, you know, well, what if I took one and cut the neck off and welded you know, a flow neck on there. I tried that and uh, came out really nice. And uh, I just, I, I had a real um, eye for keeping things like um, original. Right. So I, I really wanted the finishes to look original. Um, you know, you look at a lot of refinishers, they'll do like, they'll try to do like a bead blast on it or something. And they use the wrong type of media and it takes it from that silver shine to like a, a dull gray uh-huh. So, so as people started seeing that, a lot of lefties were like, Hey, can you do that for me? Can you do that for me? And so I started, you know, just, I'll try it out. And, um, I was making like lefty long necks out of like TEI threes. It was cool. Um, and then someone's like, dude, you should start your own brand. And this is only four years ago. Maybe you start your own brand. And I was like, I have zero capability to even do that. Cause I don't have a machining background at all. Um, my background was in design and all that. Um, you know, I've, I've always been a quick learner. So I would get something, I bought a welding machine and, and I started welding and messing around and I got good at that. And then I, I kind of ran into somebody that had access to a machine and um, we just, you know, threw some drawings down and it took months and months to get done. But eventually we had a, like a first prototype model and I was like, all right, this is going to be cool. This was in 2000, oh, yeah, 2020. So like my launch date was like January 1st, 2020. And I immediately had a couple guys that like knew me that like, Oh, I'll buy one. And I was only charging like 400, 450 bucks back then, which is like, you know, that's almost by cost on, on half the stuff I was giving out. Uh Um, And then I'm like, no, it was a couple of months, few months, uh, maybe 10. And then all of a sudden it was like pandemic hit. And I was like, there goes my, uh, there goes my new business. Yeah, but but really it was the opposite. It blew up from there. Yeah, guys are emailing me. Oh, I just got my uh, got my uh, my COVID check. You know how do I how do I get a putter from you? And my followers started growing, and um, and I really you know because my background was in marketing, I knew how to push the product a little bit. Right, mm-hmm. everything was thought out before I even released a putter. The name, the logo. Does it go on a hat? Does it go on a shirt? Can it fit on the putter face? Can it be a stamp? So I thought about all that stuff. And um, so as I started marketing it, you know, it, it really connected with some people. And I think uh, uh, definitely connected with the lefties. It's just such a small market. I, I had to, you know, really start pushing right-handed stuff. But, um, you know, it just kind of kept growing. And, and I think because I'm so meticulous about like what I put out, um, a lot of the feedback was good. And it was very interesting because I was getting, um, I had a couple of pros, um, like a you know, some Monday qualifying guys, some corn fray guys, mini tour guys. And they were like, this is the best putter I've ever rolled. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've said this before. I said, you know, I didn't reinvent the wheel when it, when it comes to these blade putters, I went with what we know works. And 
and what people want. We want like a, an answer style, a Dale head, and then like, you know, like a number, like, like a Newport two. Right. And, um, but you know, I got really good feedback and the word started spreading and, um, you know, I got really meticulous about my stamping and, and my stamping is very unique because I go super deep. You know, I really want it to be close and deep and very straight. And, um, that's kind of what makes, um, I think my putters stand out a little bit more is there's a, there's a bunch of builders that make beautiful putters. They machine them. Well, they finish them well, um, some cool designs. And then they hand stamp something on there and it just takes it from like a 10 to like a, a four. Cause they just don't know, you know, uh, maybe the right way to do it, or they don't have the right type of stamps. Um, so it's, you know, I was, I got pretty lucky that I was, good at it. And I practiced and practiced and I ruined, a, you know, 50 putters trying to do things. And, you know, I weld things shut and grind it off and restamp all the time. Cause you know, for the amount of money that somebody's paying for one of my putters, it's like, you know, you're not going to get something double stamped. It's just, right. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I, I can't, I can't put something like that out. I've, I've been down to the line where I've got a putter that's I've, I've, you know, it's been welded. The face has been cut, all the stamping's done. And I'm going to put something in the cavity and extra stamp. And I jack it up and it's like, that's one of the only places, the flange line and like the back cavity, if you mess up, you're done. You know, you just can't fix it. I can put it back on the machine, but at, at the end of the day, it's like, do I take an hour or two to, to get it all fixed up and well, and then maybe it looks a little better or just toss it and start over. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little frustrating, but those, those are lessons you have to learn. You gotta, you gotta lose money to, to learn. And, and then it sticks in, in your mind. Like, what did I do last time that jacked this up? and and don't do it again so <laughs> yeah same thing with like any uh like any company business whatever it is right like we go through the same thing with the podcast like you have your struggles and then you learn how to like get better audio and stuff like that so yeah. all hand stamp all hand stamping we do some engraving as well yeah now a lot of the i mean all the lettering is 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 hand stamped right um some guys want engraving um or they want it you know um machined uh for a more like clean generic look um, but anytime you see just like the lettering or dancing letters, that's all hand stamped. Yeah. So, um, like, oh, you know, like the Texas putter that I just put out, that's all engraving, obviously. Um, some guys do a combo. Um, I just sent one to the UK. It had like this really cool, I think it was like a family crest or something. I think like this lion on there. Um, so that was engraved and then, and then I stamped next to it. So, um, it's, it's just all personal preference. It's like, My thing is, if you want it to look custom, you want it to look like a one of a kind, one off putter, then let's hand stamp it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because anybody can put a design into a machine and have the have machine engrave it. Um, So it's just, you know, how creative can you be? So like the Texas putter that I just did or the Vegas putter that Mm -hmm. shows that's like my design background. Right. So um, it's just a combination of, of design skill and machining skill. To get something like that. So it's still very unique, even though it's engraved. But if you want something like a 009, like that's what I get, you know, calls the most. Hey, I want, I want something just like, you know, Jordan Spieth or I want Tiger's putter. I say, well, let's hand stamp it. Let's just, you know, what do you want on there? And then, mm-hmm. um, or, well, you know, I always like when the guys just say, well, I just want my initials here and then you do the rest because yeah. I'll make something really cool. When you get that a lot? from customers not as much as i'd like to be honest but yeah. um i mean out of the last 50 orders maybe five guys only have said oh, okay. just, just do it um but they get really cool stuff because i make them something super unique I, I don't i don't make it generic you know it still looks like my style but um 
I'll give them something a little extra special just for trusting me to make you something like you don't know yeah, what's coming. For sure. you know? I love that, so, man. Like I, I just got a yeah. custom head cover made with our friend from uh, like AJ over at Pioneer, um, great Canadian company. And, and they, he does really good work. And he said, well, what do you want? And Bryce was getting <laughs> one done. And I just said, I don't know, man, like whatever you want to do. I'm not picky. Like do whatever you want doesn't matter to me i opened it up and it was like my old high school colors and stuff it was pretty cool it's just like completely nice. random he had no idea yeah. right but it uh it's cool how those things turn out um the process like the building process brandon like when you when you go start to finish <clears throat> how long does it take you like if you're having to scrap a putter like yeah. well, how long are you uh in the tank for um well machining uh like taking it from a solid block it depends on if it's a one piece or like a two piece where we're welding the neck on the, the one uh, one piece, um, it's a couple hours. I think two hours, 40 minutes for two putters to come out. Maybe it's oh, wow. almost three hours. I haven't done it in a while because we couldn't get the material. Um, mm. It was like, and I almost tried to go out of state to find some. We couldn't find the bar size I needed because these uh, mills out here just stopped making, you know, they didn't have the, the labor because of all the, uh, you know, the great resignation or whatever. So they weren't making 303. I could get stainless um, like 304 or, or other types of stainless, but it's like 304 is so much harder. Right. It just e eats up my bits and eats up my tooling. And so um, I just kind of said, you know what, let's just, let's just scrap it for a bit, do single, single piece. But even, even the, um, you know, something that comes out without the neck on it is an hour and a half on the machine. And then, you know, it's going to like a bridge port like this, it's getting face cut. And then it's getting all the hand stamping. I mean, it, it's it actually be, a lot quicker than I thought, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if I dedicated like 100% of my time just to that, it, it's, a, you know, five or six hours to get something knocked out. Hmm. Um, you know, if I'm just gung ho, you know, head down on it. But um, sometimes, you know, one putter is like, like a couple of days just to right. I want yeah. to write or we're, you know, changing ideas. So, you know, when I work on something for eight hours in one day and then the last stamp that I'm putting on it, gets you know messed up it's very frustrating but i went from trying to weld it shut and try to grind it off or try to do it by hand to just saying give me another one yeah. you know what i mean it's like i have the machine running all the time so i've got heads coming off um so it's not like i have to sit there and wait for another head to be milled i'll just go grab another another one off the shelf but um it's you know that's 75 bucks in material right there, you know, in, mm. in steel and, and all my time. Part of the learning sucks. process. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it sucks, but it just makes you better. You know, if you, if you look at my early models, they're like, you know, you're like, oh, those are cool, but compare them to now. I mean, you can see how much I've grown even in my hand stamping. For yeah. sure. So. You know, we take it back, Brandon, a little bit. Um, you said you had like an, uh, kind of a digital background, like an, uh, you're an art director, you were, no. you know, into digital work and stuff. Can, can we talk about that and how that kind of transition happened? So, um, you know, when you're working in that field, you had mentioned like a couple of your buddies said, Oh, like you're getting pretty good at these putters, but what was that like initial part that actually got you interested in, in kind of going down that path, right? Like going from a very tech side to a very hands-on or, you know what I mean? Very physical side. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's the fact that, that I was just so tech, um, before that makes you want to do things with your hands. I've always enjoyed like making things and just wanting to do things, um, you know, and it's like, I mean, I, I've tried all this crazy stuff just as like hobby stuff, but I've always been very hands-on. Um, and so when I was a creative director, I was doing, you know, a lot of computer work. I was a computer design. Right. 
And, and a lot of that like CAD drawing stuff, you know, translated over to like making putters out of, out of CAD or, or, you know, um, master cam stuff. So it's just like, it was an easy transition, I think that way. Um, but when it comes to like, you know, the welding and all that stuff, it's just, you have to just put the hood on and start welding stuff. I remember like the first thing I tried, I was like burning things up. I had no idea what was going on. Nobody you just kind of learned by making mistakes. Yeah, right? Nobody yeah. taught me what to do. And I just, you know, I like watched the YouTube video and I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, why is mine bubbling like this? Or why is it? You must you know, be, you're like, doing, you're doing TIG welding. Yeah. TIG welding. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I have a bit of a welding background. That's actually one of the oh, trades yeah. that I did out of school, but I'm kind of the opposite. Right. So I was like in automotive and welding as well. I had uh, a couple trade certificates and now I'm like very much into like the technical audio aspect, video aspect yeah. of like the podcast and stuff, but I still work in the transportation world. So it's like, it's right. a lot of, it's a lot of fun. I get to kind of, I don't know, kind of dabble well, with both, but. Uh, well, that's the fun part about mine is I get to do what I want. I want to make putters. I want to do things like that, but I also handle all the social media and the right. website and the marketing part of it. I mean, eventually, I'd, of course, I'd like to be big enough to where I can hand that off to somebody. I have somebody that answers emails and gets a lot of the sales and stuff going. Um, so that's, been immensely helpful but um yeah it's nice to be able to do it for yourself and not have to like have somebody over your shoulder oh let's yeah what if it looked like that oh that's not gonna look good yeah it's gonna look great and then you do it oh it doesn't look good yeah you should listen to me so now i just get to do it for myself oh let's let's do this let's you know because i do all the photography and stuff too Mm -hmm. um that's kind of how i started out i was took like a high school photo class when i was a freshman and um during that year this is like back in i don't know 96 uh everyone was gathered around this table, you know, in class. And, um, you know, it's like walk up and everyone's got, they've got this box, like this big, like a little shoe box. And I said, what's that? It's called a digital camera. (laughs) It's like, I'm not even that old. Right. But that's so crazy to say. And I was like, what do you mean digital? It's like a computer. It takes a picture and puts it as a file on a computer. And I was so intrigued by it that the teacher was really good. He, he let me just, he didn't make me do any film, like assignments anymore. I went right to digital, messed around with that, was working in Photoshop. That translated to graphic design, graphic design translated into web, web turned into marketing, you know, art director jobs, you know, um, creative director jobs, you know, coordinator jobs. And then, um, you know, just went up from there. It's like, it's funny to think how long I was actually doing it because I did do a career change in the middle. I, I went, I went to school in 2007 and i became a commercial pilot believe it or not oh wow. no way yeah, yeah I, I i flew uh, and then what's funny is i graduated out of that academy in 2008 when the economy tanked so all these airline jobs we were guaranteed were just gone right mm-hmm. um, so i took like a crappy job fueling jets and um i, I got linked up with a, like a private company and it was like hey if you ever need a you ever need a right seat i have a commercial license and it's like spitball with these guys and one guy was like, what are you doing next Monday? Nothing. Yeah. Well, uh, you don't work here. Nope. I was like, I'll quit. I mean, I, don't, I didn't care if I could get, <laughs> if I could get in an airplane. Of again. course. And then I flew with that guy for, you know, uh, eight years and, and I flew some contract stuff after that. And then, you know, um, I was gone all the time. It was, Man, that's, it was, it was that's so on, cool. my, on my now wife, you know, she was, I would, we would be, get, you know, planning something and then I would get a call and they're like, yeah, we're going to Vancouver for nine days. And I'm just like, 
see you later. <laughs> so she wanted hey. me back home and I, I you know, it's fine. Man, there's good I, golf I, I hear in Vancouver. I don't know. I took a flight out there a little while back and I uh I got to play fourteen holes in like four days, so it wasn't uh, uh wasn't too good. But um beautiful there i didn't get to play the the other pilot um was not into golf at all right he was an he was an italian guy and uh he liked football and espresso and that's about what we did he'd just be my god yeah man when he got espressos i was like let's go play golf and i bring my clubs and we used to fly guys the pebble and all these corporate douchebags you know like think they're good (laughs) they're all like 20 handicaps i'm like yeah i was like guys i go why don't you invite me one time yeah i said I'll smoke your asses. You know what I mean? And, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why they never did. They never invited us out. Um, I think they knew I was going to, you know. And now you're, uh, now you're Brandon Matthews. Right, or right. Brandon Matthews, sorry. Brandon Matthews has won recently on the Corn Ferry Tour. That's what I said to you. That's why I get kind of confused by yeah. that, right? But uh, well, I got pretty... tagged left and right for that guy's victory. What a nice, to what a nice little shadow. Talked... You got to get him yeah. a putter, man. <laughs> I talked to him three weeks ago. Yeah. He... I, I, I sent him a DM. I'm like, dude. I go, uh, is this a match made in heaven or what? Like, <laughs> should should you roll one of my putters? And and he was like, I think maybe he hadn't heard of me. He's like, dude, that's so awesome. He goes, um, you know, obviously I'm rolling good right now. I think he's playing like a two ball. Yeah. But uh-huh. uh, but I'm gonna send him something. I'm gonna send him like a, a number two, a little cool. neck, and maybe he'll roll it. You know, and maybe it gets on tour. But uh, I I'm trying to figure out how I make it like cool because I want to incorporate my name, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his name. So just I'm gonna, little I'm gonna try to S in brackets it. or something. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I was gonna go Brandon Matthew and like a couple, you know, brackets and like an S with like a, a asterisk next to it or something. Yeah, yeah. Something. I love that. I we'll that kind of bring pushes me into my next question about uh, kind of like you said earlier, how you kind of have putters coming out all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a certain amount of putters like in a lineup, like um, certain amount of designs, or is it kind of? you kind of customize it towards what the customer wants? They're all individual. It's, okay. I mean, I the, like the lineup right now, there's, I don't know, 30 putters in line right now. And um, before I, it even comes to me, it's what model, what material, what neck type, what specs, you know, link loft fly weight, um, what finish. And then the design is put on a template. And, um, so it's like when I pull one out and ready to go, it's our, once we've milled it, you know, it gets in line and then it's just onto the machine to cut the face, cut the weight. And then I just customize it and, and everyone's different. If I have time, I try to throw something in, um, like that I'll put like in a garage release. Mm-hmm. Everyone always like, when's the garage release? And it's just, I just haven't had time to make anything. I've got, I've got like a few that I'm going to do here. Um, these are going to come out. I don't know in the next few weeks, this has been like such a popular model, this tiger wood style number two. Mm. Um, so this one's just got everything upside down. I don't know. I was just like on a weird day. So the name's upside down. The logo's upside down. Three fifties upside down. That's upside down. That's a so, one off though. That's a unique piece. Yeah. I mean, I've got, cause I've sold a bunch of these tiger wood styles, um, but nothing, nothing like that. So that's so cool, man. Somebody, somebody will pick it up. We're, uh, we're in conversation conversation with Brandon Matthew. Um, if you're, if you're checking it out right now or listen to us in the car, when you, when you get a chance, stop, go over, check out the YouTube, the link will be down below. He's in the shop right now, which is kind of a cool look. I, uh, I love (laughs) it. He's just showing us a couple of the putters in behind. So, um, I wanted to ask you though, Bryce will talk gear with you, uh, until you have to go until he has to go. I know he has to go to hockey or whatever it is tonight, but, uh, you're a published author as well too. Can we talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. That's 
Another one of my things. I just, you know, it's it's like I just get bored very easily. We got to get Mark. Mark, you got to put a photo of the Dosecki's guy up here, the most interesting man <laughs> in the world, because that might be that might be Brandon Matthew here. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, Bryce it's is a baseball be... guy too. Like oh, we yeah. we both played a lot of ball too, so uh, cool. a lot of us golfers have right. So I kind of like had to pick one or the other, but um, that's pretty cool. Can we can we t- you can talk about it a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, that was, and it was one of those, it's just so funny because a lot of my stuff comes, um, comes about by accident and, and it's, it's just my personality that if I, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. I want to do it the best that I possibly can and take it as far as I can. And then once I've done that, I move on to something new. And that's what worries, um, like my wife and stuff about the putters. She's like, at what point do you get tired of making putters and move, move on to something on. else? Yeah. But th- this has definitely been the most successful little side gig. So, um, you know, the, the books were cool. They were, um, I, I published them in 2013. So they're called history of the baseball and um, the baseball. It's not a history of baseball itself, but um, really what it was, it's every uh, baseball used in professional games since uh, 1878. Oh, 1879, wow. the National League, before the American League even existed. And, and it, it just started out as um, I was collecting a lot of Angels stuff. You know, my whole life I've been an Angels fan. It's just they're 15 minutes down the road. Um, and so I'm like, oh, man, I found like this ball from the 1940s. And it was an American League William Harridge president ball. That's when the leagues didn't have a commissioner. Well, they had a commissioner, but they had an American League president and National League president. They don't do that anymore. And so the American League had their own ball. It was Reach was the brand. And um, the National League played Spalding baseballs. Now, Spalding owned both, but they kept them separate for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, dude, this is really cool. Maybe I could get one from like every decade or something or every era. And um, that just turned out to be the worst mistake of my life because mm-hmm. there's, there's so many. There were so many balls, um, you know, from the get go, like some that I've only ever seen one of. Um, and, and what's really crazy is I own this collection still, and I have a whole room in my, my office. That's like, um, it's just all baseballs and, and all baseball stuff, but you know, it, it was, there were so many, and back then they could spit on them. They could right. rub them in the dirt. They could scuff them up. So there weren't a lot of surviving specimen. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I even have pictures of some is pretty cool, but the guides went from being like, and then this, this goes back to my design background. Like someone's like, Oh, you can write some books. And I was like, had I not had the design background, there's no way I even would have tried tackling it. But because I had the ability to to lay something out, take the photographs um, and I was purchasing baseballs left and right and traveling to take pictures of baseballs. I went to Cooperstown, you know, I went to the Smithsonian and I got some pictures of things that were like, I mean, the things that I've held at Cooperstown because Um, I was helping out the um, senior curator there. They had questions on years for baseballs. So when I got there, I got the private tour in like the base, the basement, you know, the archives I've held like Ted Williams last home run back. Like Uh I've I've swung it in my hands. I've held Roberto Roberto Clemente's glove and his hat and Babe Ruth jerseys and Gina Davis's outfit from the movie, a league of their own. I mean, I've, I've touched and held all these things and, you know, Ty Cobb bats and balls and Christy Mathewson baseballs. Like none of people know who those guys are. Well, Ty Cobb, but like Christy Mathewson, it's like the things I saw were so unbelievable. It makes the upstairs where the museum is look like crap because right. there's so much stuff below. But 
I did this chronological collecting and I, I all of a sudden became like the guy to go to. Somebody had questions and all of a sudden it wasn't like I, I made them for collectors, but the collectors weren't buying them. Authenticators were buying them. Investigators were buying them. And, and it was like, I went from being, oh, like the collector guy to all of a sudden the dating expert. Mm-hmm. So all these authenticators are now saying, hey, this, this is a Babe Ruth signed baseball, but you're saying it was, wasn't manufactured until 1953. And they're going, oh shit, we've got all these forged baseballs. Right. And so the, <laughs> F, the FBI has my books, the you know, Smithsonian, the Library of Congress, Cooperstown, they all have these books and they use as reference guides. And wow. the, the FBI was the coolest one because you're just like, you know, they're 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 trying to find forgeries and they're like using my book to date, you know, the that's insane. That's oh, wild, man. Cool. What a cool story. I uh crazy. Like I, I played quite a bit of ball myself, sort of Bryce, but like I guess uh my grandfather, so um on my mom's side, quite a bit older, there's a photo floating around. He played a game against Babe Ruth. Uh, he was a professional baseball player, and there's just I guess a photo of him just like watching the ball go over his head or something. So <laughs> that's awesome. uh, I have to get a hold of that because that's uh yeah. that's a pretty cool memory to have. How many how many you got? Totally. How many balls you got? <laughs> Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. I don't even know. I mean, like, okay. So, you know, what's so funny is I wrote these books. It's almost been 10 years. Um, so the American league, it's something like, I don't know, 60 and the national league, it's something like 72. So I have all those. Um, and then just like, I have every, it's like, I'm an addict, right? You're when you start doing it, you just keep buying. I have every all-star or uh, world series baseball from like 1978 when Rawlings took over. 78, 79, they, they, each, each year had the, the year on it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've got, I've got every world series baseball since 1978. So, you know, it's like so this year. Yeah. To, to 20, oh, yeah. 2021. 20, awesome. yeah, I don't know what crazy. this ad is. It's crazy. Like how many baseballs they go through on a, during a game. Oh, yeah. I, I can't like, no, it's insane. Yeah. Give us like, it's a couple hundred, 300 or something like that, that, yeah. like, that they can, I don't know. That's wild, but uh, that's um, pretty cool, man. That is uh that's a pretty cool story. I got to get a hold of those books and check them out. I'm going to have to, yeah, uh, I'll send you some email the FBI or something. Yeah. <laughs> Try and get a when, I, when that order came in, it was just like the guy's name. And then it was like, this building, a federal bureau of investigation. I was like, holy shit. I'm <laughs> like, that is awesome, man. That's yeah, so that's, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's I really got a cool. good question for you here. Going back yeah. to your putters a little, yeah. um, any interest in going into mallets maybe? Yeah. Get that question asked like six or 17 times uh, <laughs> a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I mean, I don't know. Not like full mallets. I'm making a, I'm, we are designing a wide body right now. Nice. So um, that, it's like, I keep saying a couple months, but it's so tough to make something new with one machine and a bunch of orders still coming in. Right. Yeah. Totally. Everyone's like, well, why don't you just make one? But that's just not how machining works. You know, you've got to, you've got to set something up and knock out like a decent amount to make it worth your time. And then the setup involved, it's like, I've got the machine set up for number twos right now. That's mm-hmm. the more popular model. And it's like, I just like, to break it all down and change it up for like doing one or two mallets or 10 mallets or 20. It's just so much work. And then right. getting the material right now, it's just like, um, I'm working on it. It'll happen. Um, probably just a wide not right body, now. not right. You know, maybe a few months from now, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to expand the shop. Yeah. That's if, awesome. If that means getting another machine. Um, then, then that would be the best. Obviously everyone, mm-hmm. all these, all these like CNC shops are going out of business. So machines are, or, or you can find some pretty cheap machines right now, but 
But, you know, my, my situation was a lot different because I didn't like take out a loan. I didn't get gifted $100,000 from my parents and got a machine in their basement or garage or whatever, like some other guys that are in this industry. Everything that I, that I made, um, I put right back into the shop, right? Mm-hmm. I would sell a putter. I would try to buy new grips or I'd buy some black shafts or I'd buy some more material or I'd buy a new machine or a new sanding wheel. You know, this stuff's expensive. <laughs> it's like yeah. to do what you, it's so funny. Cause you're like, well, what would it really take for you to move into this shop or do something? You're like, Oh, 10 grand, 20 grand. No, you need like a hundred grand. And yeah. that's going to get spent like that. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's been like, I have to kind of just work smart because I still have to support my family. Right. You know, it's like when you live in Southern California, it's so funny to watch everybody talking about gas prices. Oh, gas is $4. And you're like, dude, it's been $4 for two years here in California. We, we're we already at that. It's $6 here, six fifty. Yeah, that's right insane. It's $4.20 so it's, over here. Yeah. We, that's I would love $4.20 right now. <laughs> like, yeah, um, that's that's like, less than even what we're paying up here. We do it in liters uh, up here, but it's it's getting a little uh, – yeah, it's getting yeah. a little high up here too. But yeah. real estate, everything's crazy up here. Like Toronto's uh, – you know, probably not far off of the California prices, right? It's yeah. uh, it's pretty yeah. insane up this way. Um, I, I bought a new house in 2020, right? Well, like December 24th of 2019, hmm. and it's just gone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can make a bunch of money <laughs> off it if you're. To figure, yeah. yeah. Good luck trying to buy another I go, one. I go, let's sell it and go to like live in Vegas or something. I love Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's my. That's you know, I went when I, I went to school in Arizona. I grew up going to the river out here. I love the heat. Like 110 degrees doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Anything below 55 or 60 is like, I hate, I just can't, I hate the cold. So um, you get some cold desert nights. But I told my wife, I go, let's sell this house and pocket all this money and just go buy something in Vegas, which is, <laughs> they're expensive right now too, but they'll go down before Southern California does for sure. Man, we just got more right. snow up here. It's uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I got, I got into a sim last night at least, which was nice, but. Uh, I don't know how you guys do it. I, I didn't play for two weeks. Yeah. And I finally played yesterday. I was like, God damn, I missed a week. You know, I didn't get to play last week and I was out of town. <laughs> At all. Like six months. I haven't swung a golf club in five months. I feel I old know. right now. And like, yeah. How you do it. But, um, <laughs> So we'll you go out and shoot seventy fives. <laughs> yeah, you've got the uh, the number one, two, and three. So I was looking at the website. You can kind of go on and like mock those up, and and those are like the three yep. blocks that you kind of work off of. So yep, they're like much. the you know similar styles. Number three is like the Catalina style, right? So I believe, right, yeah, right? Like, so, like an old like an old Coronado or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, What's what's the process like if somebody reaches out to you? Um, you're just kind of asking them for specs, information, like what they're looking for, and then do you uh, like do you just kind of build it directly for them? Like you obviously got to put it in the machine, you got to CNC it up and stuff. But right. but um, you work like hand in hand with that client on it. Like if I'm if I'm saying, hey Brandon, let's go and build a build a putter, and I kind of <laughs> want to do this. Like how how do you kind of connect with the with your clients well, to, while you're building them? It's, I mean, it's very easy. Uh, through the website, I have like a, a customer request form. Right. And it's, it, 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 you can put everything you want in that form. You can, I mean, model, material, finish, neck type, shaft type, the stamping that you want, the milling that you want, all that stuff. So it's very easy to get it submitted. Once you get it submitted, um, Jaden, who works with me, will send you back, um, you know, like, a rundown of how it works, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we've gotten all these generic cues now because it's it's the same question over and over and over and over. Right. Again. Right. How much is this going to cost? I and mean, that's everybody's concern. 
So, you know, she's still say something like, oh, the rundown is everything starts at 750 and then goes up from there, depending on on what you want to do. You're, you know, welded neck type if you want plates in there or, you know, the brass cavities and or the, the hand stamping or, you know, if you want something like super custom engraved, it just it keeps tacking on the price. Uh-huh. I always tell people because um, I get messages on Instagram every minute. I get a lot of people email. I say, just call me, call the shop. I'll talk to you one-on-one. There's nobody else. I mean, it's like I got one other guy here. So it's like, it's going to be me that you're talking to and, and let's hammer it out. The the problem is just filtering out all the guys that, um, you know, Oh, I could go get a Scotty Cameron for four fifty. I can't believe you're going to charge me 800 for this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they just have no concept of what it actually takes to build something. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it's weeding out like that group before I get like fully involved into it. Gotcha. um, there's nothing more irritating to me than somebody committing to a sale. Like, oh yeah, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, Brandon's going to design you up something then. And then I spend an hour or something like putting something together and then we send them the bill and then we never hear from them again. That's like the worst part because, you know, so I try to go through like a little screening process before I get involved. Um, But really it's the most of the people that that contact us, um, they're ready to go. It's like, sometimes it's surprising. Hey, where, where do I send my money here? Take it. Like, what, awesome. do, we got, what do we got to do? That's okay. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me, let's no. write you up. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have questions, cause there's a lot of guys that are, they don't know, you know, Oh, I don't know what's the difference between a super flow and a flow neck or a, a slant neck or this and that. And it's just, you know, uh, well, let's talk about your stroke a little bit. You know what I mean? There's guys that say, I want something perfectly face balanced. Okay. Well, let's get you in a center shaft or a long neck or a slant neck or right. a super flow neck that's bent a certain way to get it balanced. Now, nobody, nobody has a perfectly straight back and straight through swing. There's it's just like physically impossible unless you have a 90 degree shaft and you're standing like right over top of the ball, right? <laughs> Everything is complete. So, I mean, even if you feel like you're going straight back, unless you're one of these guys that goes way outside or something, um, you probably have a little microscopic arc. Mm-hmm. So when you do like a long neck, I always say put five degrees of toe hang in there, dude. You know, and, and I guarantee you're gonna like it. Yeah. And and um only what I can think of is like maybe Adam Scott with the big broomstick handle or something like yeah. that going directly right. back. But uh, uh, I was looking through the page and like my favorite one, my son's name's Jameson, so that's why Jameson's oh, yeah. oil one. That one stood out to me right away. Is there that's is for, there, that's a, for a buddy of mine? Any here, yeah. any piece like any piece that you've uh, that you've built or something that you've built for that you've is your favorite piece? Like that's I know that that's a tough question. It's impossible, but uh, it is funny because yeah, because it, it's just such an evolution of of things. Like right. um, I hadn't done any like cavity plates or anything until I did one for Frank Kramer, who's the morning host of 95.5 KLOS, the Heidi and Frank show. And so he's got a, a brand of cannabis called like Frankation. And so uh, we're building a pyre for him. And I'm like, oh, dude, let's do like a copy. Cause like all of his colors were like copper and like white and stuff. I'm like, let's do uh, a copper cavity plate. We'll put his logo in there. Oh shit. Let's, let's cut out like the shape of his logo and put it on top of the cavity plate. It just kept building and building. And then when I, when I gave him it, I was like, this is the best putter I've ever made. I, I freaking love it. You know, yeah. and, it, and it had a combination of hand stamping right. and engraving like pot leaves all over it. It was cool. That is really and cool. Then, and then I make one that's like a brass plate that's hand hammered and hand hammered neck. And I'm like, this is the best one. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I made the Vegas putter 
It'll almost never end. And it doesn't, right? Because, you know, like the Vegas putter was a really cool step into seeing um, like inserts and and the cavity plate with the engraving. And I'm like, and that was literally just a guy that I played the Costa Mesa Open with. Um, He's like, yeah, can you do something like a Vegas theme? And I was like, hell yeah, dude, let's let's try it out. And that's what I came up with. And then when people saw that, a guy emailed, he's like, can you do the same thing, but for Texas? And so I hammered out that Texas one and that Texas one, even better than the Vegas one. And so yeah, that from, one's sweet. from, from that Texas putter, 25 more orders of, okay, I want the Texas putter, but I don't want anything Houston on there. And then yeah. one, and then one of my buddies who moved to Texas, we're doing one for him where it's going to be like half Huntington beach or half California. And then like, you know, over to Texas, like a f- airplane. I haven't even decided yet. We're going to make it like, so you know, down the line, when we look at this, you can look back at this conversation. I'm thinking should, like some kind of airplane, like dots going from California to Texas on the bottom. So you should do a beach into kind of like a desert. Yeah, kind of style. it's, it's like that's cool. what's so fun about being a designer is I can sit on the computer and grab all these elements and try to place them and see it's what endless. works. Yeah, it's so, that's so the fun stuff. They take forever. A putter like that, you know, everyone's like, what's something like that cost? And I'm like, that's like a thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. I had so much money and I go this believe me that's cheap for the amount of work I'm putting into because yeah. not only is it machine time and then engraving time and then getting like inserts cut out and it's all the graphic design time before that and then converting that into a way that it can be engraved and then lining it up on the putter you know the right ways where it's you know looks the way I want it to look or my vision so it's like it's it's so much work in the in the material cost on it. It's it's really you know the same guy's gonna complain about a thousand dollars for something like that, and then go spend eight hundred bucks on a, uh, a tailor made carbon driver stealth driver. Yeah, and, you know what? That's that's just then, one quick uh, accident. You know, one quick walkthrough at the yeah. Costco, right? Like, yeah. You and know. then he'll buy, and then he'll buy the new one in six months. Yeah, right? so these I, are like these are like for anybody listening to like I, I'm sure most of the people kind of get the idea that these are probably like lifelong putters. Like they're, yeah. they're works of art. Anybody who wants to check it out, go down below. Mm-hmm. I'm going to link the Instagram, the website, everything below. They're not just kind of like, uh, they're not yeah. your run of the mill putters, right? These are some of the and, best looking putters in the world, right? Well, thank you. I yeah, I think so. But you know what it is? And that's, what's kind of rewarding about it is I, I just did one for a guy that played in our am tour. Um, he, uh, I think his, uh, father just passed away and, um, we did like his grandfather's signature, his signature and his father's signature on the bottom. Oh, that's so cool. Like, and, and at first I was like, and it was very plain. And at first I'm like, I'm not sure this is going to look good. But when I got done with it, it was so awesome looking. And, and for him, it's a wall hanger. You know what yeah. I mean? He called me up. He's like, I could have sent an email, but I just had to tell you in person that, that you just nailed this putter and it's so special to me. And I'm going to treasure it forever. And then he ordered another one after that, that he's going to go game. He's going to go game that one now. Um, So you don't, you don't see mine, um, you know, secondhand market very often because a lot of them are so personal. No one wants Uh, to give them up. Right. Right. And, 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 uh, you know, I think they roll really nice. I mean, I, I rolled Scotty's forever and I rolled, you know, um, uh, Callaway stuff and, and, um, you know, those guys know how to make putters, of course, but I was pleasantly surprised at how well I think my putters roll. 
And then, so aside from all the cool stamping and all that stuff is they do genuinely roll nice. And it's like, everyone's like, well, I want a carbon head over 303 because I want it to be soft. And I'm like, my stock milling on a stainless head is so butter that it's like, I don't know how, I don't know how we did, but it's just, they, they roll really nice. So, um, you know, if you're concerned about like not liking it, then just get something generic. Don't put your name on it or anything. Mm-hmm. Let me make something for you and then, and then sell it. I mean, I see them selling, you know, those real generic ones all the time, but um, just not, not at the volume you see like Scotty Cameron. Sells yeah. Like that, yeah. But, yeah. With that yeah, Canadian conversion up here too, uh, could probably make a absolute fortune on those things, man. I've got a dude. Canada's like, I got so many Canadian clients. Oh, I've heard, man. I've heard there's, there's so many of us plus the lefty market, right? The lefty market is 30% of us up here. Are lefties, yeah. right? So yeah, all lefties. I've done a lot of NHL guys. That's uh, cool, man. You know, a couple guys from the ducks here in Anaheim. Um, that was really cool. I did like uh six putters for Adam Henrique. Nice. Uh, he, was get, he was getting married. We did like six putters for his groomsmen. That's sweet. That's um, so cool. Josh Manson, you know, I yeah. met up with him a couple of times. He fitted him. Um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's like, it's, it's just one of those things where like, I was so surprised to see all these check marks emailing me all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of MLB guys, tons of baseball yeah. players, tons of NHL guys. Are you, a, um, are you Harrison a Ducks fan? Smith. Are you a Ducks yeah. fan? <laughs> You're not going to like this, but I'm, I'm not a big hockey guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, 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 it's not that I don't like hockey. Mm-hmm. I just, I was so into baseball and golf growing up that those are like my sports. I've yeah. been to one, I think I've been to one, maybe two hockey games. And I was it's just going to say, Mac, I got to get a JD to get a putter from him. He's in Anaheim. My brother played with uh, one of the Anaheim's defensemen. So oh, nice. yeah. I'll definitely try to get him in contact with you. Got to get, uh, got to get Trout to buy one. That would be, I imagine yeah. that that would be kind of like, that'd be He's, up there. Those, for real man. moment. Those are the guys I have friends that are like, yo, I know Trout. I'll go drop one off at his door tomorrow. And, and so, I mean, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, it's like something like that, like one mention on Instagram, it's like followers go from 6,000 to like 50,000. Yeah. Like yeah. That, right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I, it's not like in concrete, but I've got like two very big name PGA guys that are going to get something from me. Um, nice. One, one doesn't know it's coming. So you know, it might just go in the drawer or in the garage or whatever. But um, the other one could be a really big deal for my company completely. So that'd be um, great, man. It, it, you know, I'll update you guys in, in a month or two when that happens. But that's all it takes is somebody like that. Like if I got yeah. something in the hands of, you know, Ricky Fowler, you know, it's yeah. like even though he's not on top right now, he posts about that one time. It's like, yeah. You know what I mean? He's it's, still a huge name. Yeah, in the golf yeah. We've had some some of the uh, like some of the Canadian Tour pros um, up here. Like a couple of weeks ago, we had Callum Davison. He was the PGA Tour Canada Player mm-hmm. of the Year, cross-handed player, uh, yeah. righty swing, lefty grip. Um, yeah, like some of those guys too. Like you know, he'll probably Crazy. be playing on tour one day as a cross-handed player, yeah. which is absolutely nuts. But uh, he'll be playing in the Canadian Open up here. But like, you never know, man. If you uh, connect with one of those guys, and they just uh, it can happen, right? Like, it, we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day. Like, I have to remember that I've only I've two years is all that's exactly in my background here. Yeah, and and I think that the the, the amount that I've grown in that time by myself without any type of, you know, I don't pay for marketing or anything like that. You know, maybe I should, I don't know, but 
It's like we've grown pretty substantially in the last two years and it'll happen. We just have to find the right guy. Um, you know, maybe Brandon Matthews takes us on tour after he gets pissed at his two ball and, there you and, go. and wins with it. And yeah. then it's like, and then it's what's in the bag and it's listed there and you're like, holy crap, you know? And then you're flooded with a right. Well, because right. yeah, people would think it's some type of like custom putter that he put together. The story would be right. crazy, right? They, yeah. That'd be so awesome. We got to, yeah. yeah, you got to make something work out like that. Brandon, we got to have you back on, man. This was great. I yeah. uh, I know we got to wrap up here, but this was uh this was awesome. This is the most interesting man in the putter world right here. This <laughs> yeah. is uh I appreciate it. Yeah, your story's absolutely crazy. I I love it, man. We could uh we could chat all night, but why don't we yeah. uh why don't we do this again? I think this would be a lot of fun and and uh you know, maybe in a few months or at the, you know, halfway through the golf season or something, we'll get you back on. We'll have a chat, kind of see if some of these connections have come up and uh, see who's rolling these things on tour. I think it's coming. I I got a feeling, man. I hope so. And and anytime I I really enjoy these, it's uh, I've, I've never been one to be short of words. So, Sometimes I, I go back and watch and I go, oh, you're talking too much, dude. But no, man. Hey, that's what a podcast I, 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 is about. I, I, yeah. I, no, I, no. I we're, that. yeah. It's, it's best to have a, it's best to have a guest that'll come on yeah. and uh, chat a little bit. Cool. Right. So I have plans to hopefully get down and uh, see Chris at some point. I'll probably pick up Bryce on the way and uh, we Hit won't be up. far from you. So maybe we'll uh, yeah. put together a foursome or something. I think we'd have a, we'd have a good time, I, man. I just played in Riverside County yesterday. So yeah, that's where he's there all the time. That's cool, yeah. man. So, um, if anybody, before we let you go, um, again, we're in conversation with Brandon Matthew. Thank you guys for hanging out so far. This was such a cool chat, man. You're like, mm-hmm. the story is so interesting. I love it. We're, we, awesome. we definitely got to do it again, but, uh, anybody hey, wants, anybody wants to get a hold of you, where can they, uh, where can they reach you? Yeah. Very easy. Brandonmatthew.com is the website. That's for any type of order inquiries. And then, uh, you know, Instagram, it's just at Brandon Matthew putters. And, uh, I always appreciate the follows because, I want to look bigger than I am, you know. It's- <laughs> well, hey, and that trans oh, that translates directly to business too, right? So, yeah, oh, um, totally. Yeah, you know, I don't it's, know. It's fun. We've got, I think, fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred followers, something like that, and you know more than i don't know how that translates to podcast views but like i say youtube's a new thing so if you're checking this out or listening to it go check out youtube because we have no idea what we're doing there but uh (laughs) yeah the the audio portion we get a lot of support on which is really good so um if you're if you're listening even if you're in the car stop the car whatever it is go down below we're going to link the website going to link the instagram go over and just uh kind of scroll through and check out some of these putters and uh think about getting one built up because they are pretty amazing man and the prices awesome. are only going up too. I love the logo. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Awesome a lot of con- lot of consideration into it. Believe it or yeah. not, it's like it looks so simple, but yeah, I was like, that's cool. I like I it. Got, a couple of my friends have some like original ones, and and they're like, I'm gonna hold on to this. This isn't even the real logo. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot some, of fun. But. Some of the OGs or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, let's do this again, man. This was awesome. Anytime. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. He's out in my ball and of course when I tee up I lose the ball and I re-up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it Second was blind, I see it Feel like it might be an albatross, worst case scenario